feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Blue Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and John Hartson. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. Let's go! Well, the intro there tells you where we were last night. Still 10 years since Rangers won the title. Barry, we're going to give the team news in a moment or two, but we've uh, got the Titan from Celtic with you this afternoon against you. John Hartson joins us here in the studio. He'll get his headphones on. Good to have Ferguson and Hartson up against each other this afternoon, but together in the same team. Good to welcome John. Yep, he, he was on, obviously, a couple of times during the week, and yep. it was good to have him on and great to have him back on uh, Saturday. Last time you were up against Barry Ferguson a Saturday was a different setting, wouldn't it? It'd be 50,000 at Ibrox or similar 60,000 at Celtic. It certainly would, you know. I'd have tried to kick him back then, but I'm about six foot away from him today, so I can't get near him. You were well behaved with Rob during the week, and let's see what happens this afternoon. Huge weekend. Celtic play tomorrow against Dundee United, and depending what happens there and this afternoon, Rangers will be crowned champions Finally, although the first week of March, who would have believed it back in July, August? First with the Rangers team, Barry Ferguson. Yep, it'll be Alan McGregor in goals, a back four of Patterson, Golson, Halanda and Barisic, a midfield three of Stevie Davis, Kamara and Aribo, and a front three of Kent, Hadji and Morelis through the middle. So um, Hadji comes in uh, for our field. Um, Aribo will go back into the middle of the park and Hadji will go on the right-hand side. So a, a real strong team that Stephen Gerrard's picked. Up against St Mirren, who are Anik, Tate, Shaughnessy, the skipper, McCarthy, Doyle Hayes, Dermis, McGrath, Connolly, Fraser, Erehan and Quainer. The only team to beat Rangers this season so far, and maybe the only ones who will beat them, John. Uh, but last night, Barry and everyone thought it's going to be a Rangers win this afternoon. Can you see it any other way today? No, I can't. I, I just think that the feel-good factor, I think that the, the fact that Rangers won um, late yeah. against Livingston midweek, they'll have momentum. Um they know how to win games. You know, they've got themselves into a wonderful position. St Mirren, I have to say, they lost to Celtic on February the 10th, but they, they're unbeaten since. You know, they they won late against Ross County during the week there with a late penalty. Um, but no, they're in decent form, but I, I can't see. I think Rangers will be far too strong for them today. And Barry, all the chat about the referee, I see Stephen Gerrard says, well, enough of that. Let's get down to enjoy and stay focused for this weekend. This was him looking forward to the match. The important thing for us is to remain focused and uh, try and get this over the line as quick as we can. That starts obviously with St Mirren. Uh, be a tough test. We know they'll be a stubborn team and difficult to play against. They'll have confidence because they've already won away You know, in Glasgow. Uh, recently so they're going to come with the tails up and, and ready to try and cause an upset again and then they're the only team that have managed to beat us this season so we're, we're ready for that challenge we're looking forward to it and the team will remain focused and ready for that I see there's a couple of hundred Rangers fans at Ibrooks already this morning <laughs> Barry but you've been saying let's wait until that's it done before celebrating yeah but I can understand listen yeah. it's been a, a long nine and a half ten years Paul um, they're getting a bit excited um, but we know we're 
We're obviously still in lockdown and I would rather they were in their own house. He's in their back gardens um, celebrating. But you can understand, they are getting excited. They're getting ever so close. Um, but it's it's not one yet, Paul. Um, you never know what could happen this weekend with, with Celtic going up to Tannadice. Um, a tricky test up there. Mickey Mellon has got them playing some decent stuff the last few weeks. Um, so... We we'll just need to wait and see. Rangers just need, need to do the job in hand. They need to concentrate on making sure they get the three points uh, today. Whatever way they get it, if they play great football, that's a bonus. Um, it's just about getting that win and see what happens tomorrow up at Tannadice. Other games this afternoon. Aberdeen against Hamilton. We all know how much Hamilton uh, need the points and they normally do it late in the season. Motherwell against Livy. Surely Motherwell now out of trouble. Livy, are they going to get back on to winning ways? Ross County against Kilmarnock. St Johnson, Hibs. Ross County against Kilmarnock, John, is... Uh, I wonder what you think. Who's going to win this one? We discussed it last night. Who do you reckon? Well, I think Ross County, I think under John Hughes, just give them a little bit of, of belief. I think Stuart Kettlewell, um, uh, you know, to be honest with you, did okay there, but I think there's the right time for him to go. They needed something to come in, you know, to give them a bit of a chance to stay up this season. John Hughes, lots of experience. You know, they, they have the... Uh, they beat Celtic a couple of weeks ago. They narrowly got beat midweek to St Mirren. So there's a bit of fight back in the team, a bit more spirit. And, uh, you know, Kilmarnock, they've not won in 10, I believe. Is it nine yep. defeats? So they are they are a sinking ship, really. Tommy Wright will hopefully go in there, give them a bit of a lift with his experience. And you normally get a lift with a new manager, but it's just not happened. No, it's not happened. They got they got a last-minute equaliser midweek as well against Hamilton. The young lad from Arsenal who's up on loan, um, he got the goal. So uh, for me... It's um, you know it's it's going to be difficult. That it was Medley. That was his name. Uh, yeah. We came in and got the goal. But um, you know, I, I'd actually I'd actually back Ross County at home to beat Kilmarnock this afternoon. Barry, you were saying last night similar. Yeah, I, I fancy Ross County. I, I think John Hughes um, has done a, a great job since he's come in. He's very enthusiastic, and that shines through in he, his team. But in terms of Kilmarnock, um, look, it was a good point last week against Dundee United. It's a start. That was the first goal under Tommy Wright um, so they need to really get wins under their belt and he'll be looking at the experienced guys like say Broadfoot Power Dicker Burke and the new signing Lafferty mm-hmm. to kick them on but for me they're in a dogfight Paul there's, there's no doubt about it and I think they're going up to a tough place up to Dingwall as I said Celtic went up there 10 or days um, or so ago uh, found it difficult um, I know they were dominant in the game but Ross County got that vital goal so I believe that Ross County and John Hughes will get the three points today and that again is disappointing from Kilmarnock's side. Huge weekend. Excited, Barry? Yeah. You should uh, be, yeah. Yeah, of course I'm excited. <laughs> it's been a long, as I said, a long nine and a half, ten years in terms of Rangers. They're, I don't think MD can grudge them. I think they've been excellent this season. I think their level of consistency um, in games has been excellent, um, not just domestically, but also in Europe. The only blip probably was that defeat to St Man in the, the League uh, League Cup quarter final. Um, but they dusted themselves down quickly um, and get back to winning ways. So the main thing for Rangers is just to concentrate on themselves. Um, don't worry about what, what's going on elsewhere or what's going to happen tomorrow up at Tanadice. The main thing is they focus on getting three points today against St Man. Right, we're going to take uh, calls throughout the afternoon. That's what we do, John. Uh, 0808 17 17 700. You'll miss none of the action. I see Arsenal and Burnley, your old team, Arsenal 1 1. 
was the latest we saw. We'll just check if that's the, the full time. Uh, but whatever's happening north or south of the border, and I'm going to ask you about some memories of winning the league from you, John, and from you, Barry. For Celtic fans, John, do you suspect now, I mean, they're, they're, uh, they know this is going to happen. Is it a relief in some ways? I, I, I would say that, yeah. I think it's um, for me personally. I think I think Rangers had that a bit swaggered about them around about the, you know, late sort of December time. You know, they 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 managed to you know get away from Celtic in terms of a 15, 16 point gap. Um, Celtic were dropping points. You know, they they were they were drawing games uncharacteristically. Um, after then, Dubai, obviously that. Yeah, well, after the, Dubai, yeah. they drew the next three. Yep. Didn't they? They drew back to back to Livingston and they drew against Hibs at home, having conceded last minute again, going back to defending set pieces. So, you know, I, I think this weekend is only probably just delaying the inevit- inevitable, really. Rangers, I think, every new sort of with 10, 12 games to go, you know, it was going to take a, cam- a calamity, you know, from Rangers to, to lose six or seven games, which needed to happen. That wasn't going to happen. Um, so, a little bit of relief, I think. A little bit of let's start the inquest now, for in terms of next season, what's gone wrong? How have we been, you know, sort of embarrassed, really? You know, in terms of the points difference, going out to Europe, you know, Europa League, Champions League, uh, losing in the in in the in the League Cup to Ross County. So there's so many things that have gone wrong from Celtic side of things, but. I think this weekend it's just pretty much all about Rangers and you know how well they've done in terms of um, you know Steven Gerrard winning the, in his, his trophy three years at the club, um, but the inquest for me at Celtic, you know, starts as soon as Rangers lift the league mm. title. How can they? How can they then? Go and claw it back. And we'll ask you later, and you can ask John, who do you think the next Celtic manager will be? Who would you choose if you were Dermot Desmond? Not quite get as much money as Dermot, but uh, will he <laughs> dig in deep? And bring well, I, I think it needs to be done pretty yeah, soon. I think yeah. if they want to go down the director of football or sporting director, whatever way you want to call it, I think they need to get that sorted quickly. And then he then needs to go and choose a manager because both of them need a real good relationship, Paul. Um, if they've not got a good relationship the football's going to suffer so I would expect Celtic to do something in the in the coming weeks So Rangers this afternoon up against St Mirren St Mirren have had injuries but we expect or you would expect that Rangers would win this afternoon and then they can enjoy tomorrow when Celtic played Dundee United at Tannadice looking at the Rangers team McGregor, Patterson, Goldson just looking at Patterson and coming back in my goodness he's taken his chance Barry you did say you know everyone was annoyed at what happened but you said no he will be given a second chance and my goodness it's come and he's taken it yeah, l- listen. What what he done was silly, um, and he was he was out of order. But the, the young lad don't know that. Listen, the manager would have brought him in, um, not just Patterson, but the, the other four guys as well, and had a good long chat with him. Um, and they've been punished. They've been fined by the club, which I fully expected them to do. And he's been given another chance. And the managers is, the manager's got to think he, he Rangers football club, and he needs uh, Nathan Patterson. Obviously now we. The captain Tavernier had been injured, um, and he came into the European game. And after 16 seconds, scores a wonderful goal. And I thought he'd done well. And I thought the other night against Livingston, he acquitted himself very well. So it's a great opportunity for him to get a, a run in the team and show not just the manager but the Rangers fans that he is a, a Rangers player for the future. So I'm all for giving people a second chance. Um, and it's clear that the manager wanted to do the same thing. Great to see young players coming through and being developed at the clubs, isn't it? Nathan Patterson, a, a good example. 
Well, it is, and I think the one thing the, the the supporters like to see as well is is players coming through from the academy. You know, they, they they've got they've got the club, uh, you know, in their heart type of thing. That generally they could they could be supporters. They're very proud to to come through, and also the the, the coaching staff and then the, the the guys at the academy take an awful lot of credit in terms of. You know, I think if you're an academy and you're plowing money into the academy, if you can if you can sort of blood two or three players through every couple of years, you, you're doing a great job. It's very difficult to bring them through because managers sometimes, some managers will, will really look into the academy and what's coming through and, and others will wait until they're right on the verge of coming through. But um, no, I think if you if you can bring a couple through and it's great for the supporters, they, they love to see one of their own coming through and, and, and that's what Rangers are doing right now. Someone that Rangers bought for not a huge amount of money but will sell on eventually. He's had a, a, diff, a strange season for him but arguably in recent months he's been phenomenal. Alfredo Morelos. Look, I think with every player forms only temporary classes permanent so you know when if someone's having a sticky patch in front of goal or they're having a dip in form or it's just not happening for certain individuals you know when they're top players it's only going to be a matter of time before the form returns. Probably hasn't been as prolific as, as last year in terms of numbers but I think we're seeing a lot of maturity not just in his football but also off the pitch as well. Contribution of late has been really important for the team. Barry, you've always said he'd be the first name in the sheet and opposition teams will look and see we don't want to play against Morellas. Yeah, listen, he's a, for me, he's a top striker. I've said it a number of times um, throughout the season. I think people are looking in terms of his goal ratio this year. It hasn't been as strong as it has the previous couple of seasons, but I think his all-round game has certainly improved. And since the, the sending off at Hibs, I, I think he's shown a bit of maturity. You've seen a, a couple of incidents over the last couple of weeks. Um, and for me, Alfredo Morelos and, and the Rangers starting to live in. Rangers are a better football team, there's no doubt about it. Um, and I would imagine centre-halves won't enjoy playing against them. I mean, John and yourself are speaking off, off, um, off mic about it. And... Um, he backs in, he, he's just, he must be difficult to play against. He's technically, he's not great, amazing, but what he does for the team um, is fantastic. And as I said, his all-round plays, build-up plays, his touches certainly improved and um, he's coming up with a few goals as well of late. John, how would you characterise Alfredo Morelos as the, some of the things you were talking about? Be difficult to play against. Yeah, he would be. He would be, of course. But um, I think as well, he's proved Stephen Gerrard wrong in a way he, he's proved that the fact that I think Steve Gerrard was almost resigned to losing him a couple of years ago because his disciplinary record was poor um, his attitude his body language on the pitch um, but I think he's turned that around I think he's he's um, he's working harder he's um, he's earned his, his place in the team um, and Stephen probably appreciated that fact that you know he, he called a player out and then he's he's responded in the correct way which is Morelos has done and uh, there's no doubt Stephen's a big fan of him and uh, and the reasons for that are is because he's he's a leader in the team you know he will go and lean in against people he'll make room for other centre forwards he makes good runs across a near post he's a pest he's unpredictable <laughs> You know, he's very, very physical. Yep. People don't like that. You know, people don't appreciate. I was physical, but they didn't appreciate what I took mm. off defenders. Do you think I never got kicked? <laughs> Do you think I never got elbowed? You get a fair bit of stick. I elbowed yeah. You know, I, I gave out as good as I got. Yeah. And I think Morelos is pretty much like that. Mm. But uh, How much is he worth? 
at the moment. We're talking about it last night in the context of Edouard. They're saying £15 million move to Leicester. Celtic's saying, well, that wouldn't be enough. They say, what about Morelos? If and when he goes, how much, given the way he's playing at the moment? Well, they were talking about sort of eighteen million a season or two ago, weren't they? But now, start, start of this season, yeah, yeah. But now, yeah. obviously, you know, in terms of your stock, when you play and you play in a in a winning team, mm-hmm. uh, all right. I don't think he's got the, the amount of goals that he's that he's got in previous years, but in terms of um, you know being effective for the team, um, I would probably say you're looking at fifteen million plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Rangers would. I don't even know whether they'd sell him because they they're having a great season in Europe. You know they managed to keep hold of him in the summer. Um, Steve Ger- if Steve Gerrard stays, he's going to say, "Well, I want my striker to stay." Barry, you were saying Champions League next season. Why would he want to go? That is a huge lure, uh, unless he was going to a club that's going to have him in the Champions League. Yeah, I, I get every footballer wants to play at the highest level. Um, he's still at an age where I, I think he can he can get that that move. I would like to see him stay certainly for next season there's an the opportunity it's about getting out the qualifiers into the, the group stage but the Champions League John will tell you that that's where every footballer wants to play the football you're up against the top players the top teams and I would love to see them um, hang about but listen money talks if somebody comes in with a, a crazy bid Rangers will need to sit down and, and have a talk about it but it's clear to me that the manager Steven Gerrard wants to keep him there because he's so important to this Rangers team Crazy afternoon, isn't it? There's nobody there in the stadium. It's hard to believe that you know Rangers will virtually, could well wrap it up this weekend and nobody can go to the matches. But we just hope, John, Barry, that we're, we're all back soon. But it looks as though it'll be next season. And what's going to happen in the Euros as well? We'll speak about that this afternoon. Nicola Sturgeon saying she would love to be able to have the conditions where we can have the matches here, two of them here and one at Wembley. They've got the roadmap south of the border and let's hope we can have... We'd hate to lose the Euros, wouldn't we, at Hamden, Barry? Yeah, it would be a hard one to take. Wouldn't it? Look, it's, it's took us 22, 23 years. <laughs> you think to, 10 years is bad, yeah. <laughs> I know, to, to get there, eventually we get there and we've got an opportunity playing our first couple of games at Hamden. I, I would love to see uh, the stadium packed. I very much doubt it, but listen, I hope there is maybe 15, 20,000. That's better than, better than nothing. Um, so it would be a real shame if that didn't happen. John, are you having a think of days, what it was like winning the league? We're going to go to a break now. We're heading towards at three o'clock, the kickoff. But this afternoon, we're on till six. We want to hear about your memories of winning titles. You too, Barry. 0808 17 17 700. It's Go Radio. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. New sound of Saturday afternoon in Glasgow in the west of Scotland and all around the world. The uh, downloads are now approaching half a million, Barry, of the programme. It's going well, yep. It's not too bad, not, not too, too bad. Yeah. Um, certainly, um, I think it'll keep going up with the, the, the people that we're getting on the show now, Paul. This afternoon, John Hartson, former... Can we get all these clubs? Celtic, West Ham... Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. Coventry. Coventry, yep. Wales, obviously, 55 caps for Wales. Luton. Yeah. You started where? Luton. Luton, Luton of course started, you did, yeah. yeah. Coventry? Well. Coventry with Gordon Strachan, yep. so I worked with Gordon twice yeah. and then he came to Celtic. Um and then I finished. I uh, I left uh, okay, Celtic. On West Brom. West Brom. Well, I, well done, I, that's I right. left yeah. Celtic to join Brian Robson at West Brom. And uh, Norwich. Norwich at the very end. Yeah. yeah. 
Norwich yeah. on loan. Yeah. Is that all of them? With Jim is, Duffy is that, at Norwich. For was a it? Yeah. yeah it was Jim, Jim at Dumbarton, of course. He thinks he's on the telly. He thinks he's on Match of the Day. He's not got the headphones on. It's Radio John. <laughs> Get the headphones. Barry, right at the start of the show, was like, ah. uh, We saw you on Match of the Day last week. It's great you're here this afternoon. Sai training this morning and seemed to do okay. He was still breathing afterwards, Barry. We had a quick word with him. Uh, so Sai back training for Peterhead. It's great to see the lower leagues back and we're desperate to get uh, Lowland League back or whatever. We're not sure. Barry doesn't think that is going to happen. And the women's game back as well. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Big weekend for the Rangers fans. A couple of hundred of them at Ibrooks this morning, but they've gone home. And uh, yeah, listen, they are excited. But please, if you can, stay away, take it easy and try and look forward to tomorrow. How will you be spending tomorrow? You'll be watching... Uh, Gardner's World or something tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow no no listen I, I watch all football it's on TV you. and yeah. I'll, be, I'll yeah. be certainly tuning into the, the Dundee United and Celtic game I think it'll be a good game because it'll be a tough test um, for Celtic you know I'm, I'm quite friendly with, with Mickey Mellon and I was yeah. delighted that he got a, a, a shot at a job up in the Premier League up in, up in Scotland and as I said I think he's done okay this year I think next season will be the season for Mickey where he's allowed to bring in more his own players so it'll be a, it'll be a tough test for Celtic because I thought we watched the game in here Dundee United against Rangers and I thought the first half hour certainly Dundee United's front three Shanklin, McNulty and Nicky Clark and um, Louis Appel put four in there they were really good um, they caused Rangers some problems and I'm sure they'll do the same to Celtic tomorrow up against Celtic let's hear from John Kennedy obviously it was a big week in terms of the change Neil stepping away and then and it's addressing that you know and that's an emotional time for the players and, and everyone involved because much as you try and calm things down there's a lot going on we always knew going into the game that it was a big good challenge for us you know we were confident and uh, we knew what Aberdeen would bring you know this week we managed to you know, take belief and confidence from the, the result. You know, a really good training week with good intensity and good kind of focus on things and at the same time try and lift the spirits a bit and, and just breed, breed that confidence. John Hartson, what do you reckon? Uh, John Kennedy, you know him well. It, it must be tough just now to be the interim coach. It, it, can he handle it? Well, he'll be, he'll be relishing the opportunity. You know, John's seen off four managers. Um, and I think he's, he's, on purpose he's been, around, no. he's been around Brent Rogers far too long the way that he speaks by the way but no he speaks very well speaks a lot of sense um, and John will want to put his case forward uh, there's no doubt about that as you say he's been assistant manager um, under four different managers mm. now so you know won his first game in charge last weekend against Aberdeen uh, at home and all John can do is just keep winning games that's you know? what I was going to ask you John do you do. think it's too early for John Kennedy I don't think he'll get the job, Barry. Even if he goes on an unbelievable run, and you know he beats Rangers twice the last, you know, the last two games, it doesn't really matter. Rangers have cl- cleaned up and won the league. Um, but even if he wins eight out of eight, I still don't think. I still think they'll be Celtic will be looking for somebody with vast experience, uh, vast experience, and they may want to bring in their own staff. Uh, whether or not Celtic will will insist on whoever comes in has to work with John because they really like John Kennedy at Celtic. I know Peter Lowell very much did so, uh, but obviously Peter is leaving as well. But I don't think he'll get the job, um, but maybe John Kennedy won't see it that way. He'll want to put a case forward and the only way he can do that is keep winning games. And that's why I think uh, John will get them right up for it tomorrow at, at Tannadice against Dundee United and you expect Celtic to win tomorrow I expect them to win yeah. tomorrow if Rangers win today the pressure's off mm. because just go and play then just go and play with a bit of freedom the, the, the season's finished Rangers have won you know have won the league okay. 
And then I think when when the shackles come off and you just go and play with a bit of freedom, you know, it's amazing, you know, how, how much you relax in terms of when you play then. And But again, you know, it's all irrelevant because Rangers have won the title. Here's Rob on the line. Uh, Rob, good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. Great to see you've joined the number one football team, uh, John. <laughs> I am man, how are you? All right. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. that. Yeah. I tell you what it is, you know how Morelos got his card rescinded? Now, obviously it's been proven that it, it, it wasn't a dive. Sure. Now, should that go back to the goalkeeper? Should he get a red card or a yellow card? And my second point is, should referees, if it's found that... They have made a mistake. I know Barry, you're sticking up for them and all that. But if they've made a mistake, is there a way of uh, punishing them? I.e., put them down uh, to play lower league football, uh, referee lower league football, or uh, take a point off their off their wages that they get. What do you feel about that, Rob? In but, terms of the, the the referee, I'm not I'm not sticking up for him. I think he just made a genuine mistake, and I think. It, they're only human referees now. Understand that, Barry, have you yeah. made a mistake? I'm then looking for my assistant referee, fourth official, to help the, the referee out. Because um, as I said, they, they're only human. They're going to make mistakes at times, and I think it was a genuine mistake from from John Beaton. I think yeah. if he goes in there and, and looks at it, he knows he made a mistake. There's no doubt it was a penalty. It was a stone wall penalty. But yeah. in terms of the referee, I, I don't think. They need to demote them down to like the championship or League One for a for a game or two. I, I just think it's a genuine mistake, and that's where I, I feel for referees at times because um, they don't get the help, mm-hmm. or should I say, the second officials or Do assistant officials don't take the responsibility mm-hmm. for me. Do you think it's been a bit harsh on Max Strychek, the goalkeeper, <laughs> because Rob <laughs> wants to see him retrospectively punished? Do you know what? Though for me, I thought. It was definitely a penalty. There was, mm. there was, we said that straight away. We nailed it. Here. Did you think it right away? Yeah. I, we, we, okay. we, we thought it yeah. right away. Probably not the right thing to do, but it, it looked so yeah. obvious. And then when, when we got the, um, the, Replay. the, the replays, you could clearly see that you know that there was contact. Yeah. But I also say as well that um, I thought Morelos was going away from the goal. Mm. It was quite a heavy touch, and it was going away from the goal. So I'm not too sure whether it would be a red card, then maybe a yellow card. Um, yeah, but but as I said, uh, and I I slightly me and Barry get on great. I think there's got to be some sort of punishment for referees when it's so blatant and obvious. Everybody thought that was a penalty the other night. Everybody on Sky, I know that we've we've got the luxury of having replays, and it's not easy to referees. Yeah. But um, I do think sometimes referees can make some horrid decisions. And then they find themselves referee in the next week. Whereas if players make serious mistakes, or you know uh, they get done for foul and abusive language, or and you know because the, the game is really really passionate, or you commit a foul, or you get a red card, we have to have a, we have to get punished for it. We we get done financially off the club for getting yeah. sent off. We also miss out on a game or two where you're not playing. I think there should be some sort of punishments for for errors that referees. They've got to be accountable for their decisions as well. They can't just come back in as if nothing's happened. But we might not have enough referees because there's, no. you know, every single game is a controversy. See the pace of the games played that. Yeah. Sometimes it's a, they've got a split second decision to make and I think genuinely John Beaton didn't see the contact. Mm. But that's where I come in. What's the point of having an assistant 
yep. referees. Yeah. What's the yep. point of having fourth oh, officials? They're, they're there to help the refs, Barry. Yep. Aren't they? And, yeah. and I feel for John Beaton because yep. I, I generally do. I think John Beaton's a good referee. Mm. First and foremost, he's one of the top in the country. Yep. I think yeah, he's he, made the mistake. Even without this yeah. incident, you know, the Morelos and, and Livingston through the week. I'm mm-hmm. talking maybe other games yeah. as well and now. Yeah. What I'm reacting to referees sure. getting away yeah. to yeah. making ridiculous errors yeah. where are pretty obvious that you got that one particularly wrong. They I should, heard you hacking back. There the other should night. be yeah. some sort mm-hmm. of, um, you know. Punishment, Some punishment. Yeah, in terms point. of because referees can't be getting away with it players are not no. allowed to get off with things so the referees got to be treated the same Rob, in my opinion Rob what do you see, think see the yeah. thing Rob quickly I mean 100% you're saying there the referees should be punished because as you said like yourselves you guys get two or three game ban or whatever the severity of the the, the card was for Barry's got a point to make yeah but yeah. I'm looking where John Beaton is and I'm looking at his assistant referee in the stand side he's 15 yards from the incident right in line with how do they miss how it how can he not see it if John exactly. Beaton misses I, it I know what you're saying Barry about, uh, about John Beaton mm-hmm. why have these other guys there yep did any of you ever go in for refereeing? Rob, I'm starting with you. No, did you? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, did no, you ever? No, I've actually done goalkeeping coach through uh, Big Alan Ruff uh, years oh, well. ago. You can't have everything. <laughs> no, he was... Uh, I'm joking. We, we love Ruffy. What, was he your coach? Yeah, I know his brother... Did, well, well, I, well, I went down to Largs to do a goalkeeping coach. I yeah. was with a junior club. I was with Bonnie Bridge Juniors and I was a right. goalkeeping coach. Oh, good. And... Uh, he was the one that was there the, the, the day that I went down. It's quite funny, like. <laughs> uh, he's some man, Ruffy. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. But referee. He used to go on a slam fast diet, I think, right enough. Anyway. <laughs> but I also agree with Barry. Yeah. I do think yeah. it's very, very difficult. The game is really quick now. Yeah. Um, I, I, and it's difficult. They need they need help. And, you know, the, the, the linesman or the, you know, fourth official, whatever they are. You're not, yeah. not, you're they're not they're allowed to call help. them linesmen. You're not John. allowed, is that? Is that yellow card? Hold on a minute. I'll be getting a yellow card in the studio in a minute. John, did I hear you banging, not banging on, but you were going on about a, a decision that I laughed with you and Barry and Rob the other day when you're talking about referees and you said, yeah, well, it happened to me. Did you? No, uh, to me a can, I, can I just yeah. say something? See if John was playing in modern day football, you'd be booked every game. Exactly. Why? Just the I way was. that he played, <laughs> backed in, <laughs> used his elbows. Mm. You, you're not allowed to you're touch not, a no player. Yeah, yeah. No contact anymore. There's no contact in football now. You, you, you just need to look at a player and you yeah. get booked now. They've almost taken out now the, the physicality yeah. of it. And yep. there was nothing better. There's nothing better for supporters will tell you, Rob will tell you here, that to see two midfielders having a good old ding-dong in the middle of the park. You know, I mean, yeah. fair, going yeah, in, sure. tackling, and, he, you know, thunders, everybody's going for it. That was that was a massive part of the game. Yeah. I remember when, when Lenny and Barry were going up against his set, whoever won that particular midfield battle will give that team the edge yeah. at yeah. that particular period. And we were, we were playing together, two good sides, Celtic Rangers yeah. going at it. The midfield battle was huge, and they they they'd leave the 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 pitch, you know, with, with they they'd kick lumps out of each and other. Was that the earliest battle? Did you sort of say right first few minutes, the first few tackles, the absolutely. most important? Yeah, absolutely. Win your first header, mm. get hold of the ball, get across your defender. These type of things they they, they set the platform for the rest of the game. What was it like in the tunnel beforehand, up, up, up against Barry and uh, you know with you and Lenny and Sutton and 
all the rest of Ronald De Boer from well, Rangers. Well, like Barry, they, they would have fancied themselves coming up against yes. us, you know, and like, like we did, we were always very confident, even mm. even going to Ibrox, because uh, next to me was Henry Glasson, mm. you know, to the left I had Chris Sutton, to, then I had Paul Lambert, you know, a European Cup winner, uh, Scotland yeah. International, then I had Stan Petrov, then we had three big monsters as centre-halves. Yeah. Barry, know? who did you have? So Come we, on, had, we, had, we had these yeah. guys, yeah. you know, so... No, John makes a good yeah. point. One thing about the Celtic team that John played in, when we stood in the tunnel, there were a big physical team yeah, Martin that, and you liked that didn't he yeah and listen I have no problem with that but that, that was part of their game but also they had good football players as well don't get us wrong he's just mentioned and so did you who did him. you have around you yeah like Arthur Newman and, yeah. and Ronald De Boer guys like that like top yeah. footballers but we knew uh, if we didn't stand up to the physical side of the game we would struggle Rob great days yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's got to be good today but uh, the the, the What's happened earlier on at Ibrox, I think, uh, I know what's happening to this COVID cities and all that. Yeah. Yes, it's hard, as Barry says, for them to, to, to celebrate. But for goodness sake, be safe. You know what I mean? Be for safe. For sure. You happy with the team this afternoon? Do you hear Barry giving no, you the definite, team? Definitely, yes. I'm yep. just waiting it coming on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I, I think that uh, I think Celtic will win tomorrow. I think they'll be mm-hmm. right up for this, knowing that any slip up and they don't want to be giving Rangers the guard of honour at Parkhead. That is a no-no. And you'll know when I'm coming for air, John. <laughs> well, John, would you give the guard of honour to Rangers? <laughs> I if think you would both yeah. No, to no. be honest with you, I don't think you should start it. Don't even start it because... At the end, this never happened before, has it? Guard of Honours. So why start now? Yeah, we, I'm in total agreement with John. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think, you know, I don't think Celtic fans even expect it and Rangers fans shouldn't mm. expect it either. Congratulations, I'm quite, quite, quite happy here to sit here as an ex-Celtic player and say Stephen Gerrard's had a wonderful season. Rangers have, you know, they've got the right system this year. Everything's gone well for them. You know, doing brilliant. And they've thoroughly deserved the title this season. I'm happy to say that and I would say... 90% of Celtic fans realise that Rangers have been the better team this season. We don't need to have a guard yeah. of honour to show that. Mm. Yeah. Barry two weeks ago said on the programme he doesn't think uh, Rangers ha- ha- have had enough credit um, this season. There's been a lot of chat about Celtic. Do you think Steven Gerrard's team and the consistency and the flair, uh, the success in Europe has had its due well, credit? What, what do you mean due credit off the press, off the daily papers and the radio? or Because well, that's where generally, that's where... Yeah. You know, you know that's where praise normally comes from, isn't it? So, I don't know from a personal point of view. Um, Rangers have had a wonderful season. They've gone through a full season so far with eight, seven or eight games to go. They're unbeaten. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in the last sixteen of the Europa League. Uh, so for me, you know, it's they've had a wonderful season. You know, so they've had certainly had credit off me. Yep. And uh, you know, so at the end of the day, who are you talking about? Are you talking about the press? Yeah, in general, but yeah. I'll take that. John's just summed it up perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get in Go Radio. We're always fair, we're honest. And yeah, uh, yeah we're here. Fro- Rob, your final thought for this afternoon then? Uh, Rangers against St Mirren? Final thought? Uh, <laughs> I, I just want a win. If it's, if it's ugly, it doesn't matter. I just want a win. That's fair enough. Thanks very much, Rob. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks Thank very you, much. Bye. Yep, Rangers this afternoon. McGregor, Patterson, Goldson, Holanda, Barisic, Davis, Kamara, Aribo, Kent, Hadji and Morellis on the bench. McLaughlin, Bassey, Simpson, Defoe, Itton, Wright, Stewart, Balligan and Arfield. Up against St Mirren, who are Anik, 
Tate and Shaughnessy, McCarthy, Doyle, Hayes and Dermis, McGrath, Connolly, Fraser, Erehan and Quainer. On the bench, Linus, Flynn, Reed, McPherson, Henderson, McAllister, Jameson, Erwin, Obika. And, uh, yeah, we should say to Ali Defoy, our own, who's, it's her birthday today, Barry and John uh, and James from all of us, all the best. Enjoy oh, your birthday, Ali. I, I don't Ali. think she yeah. wanted you to mention that, did, did she? Did she not? Well, it is her birthday today. I'm not sure she's at the game, but we know she's a Saints diehard. Uh, not sure what will happen this afternoon. But Ali, if you're listening, very happy birthday to you. We're with Barry Ferguson, John Hartson, Paul Cooney, and taking your calls as we build up to kick off at three. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! The important thing for us is to remain focused and uh, try and get this over the line as quick as we can. That starts obviously with St Mirren. Uh, be a tough test. We know they'll be a stubborn team and difficult to play against. They'll have confidence because they've already won away you know, in Glasgow uh, recently. So they're going to come with the tails up and, and ready to try and cause an upset again. And then they're the only team that have managed to beat us this season. So we're, we're ready for that challenge. We're looking forward to it. And the team will remain focused and ready for that. Under 50 minutes away before kick-off here in Go Radio. Rangers against St Mirren this afternoon and they could be 21 points clear of Celtic. And if Celtic have any slip-up tomorrow, Rangers officially champions 2021. Let's go on the line again. A Rangers fan is on. George is there. George, good afternoon. How you doing, lads? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, just wanted to touch on what uh, Simon Jordan had to say. He said that... Uh, he could be using Rangers as a stepping stone. I thought that was quite disrespectful. Just wanted to know if the lads thought, apart any other club in the Premier League apart from Liverpool, would he would he be attempted by any other one? Yep, it's a good question. I mean, a lot of Simon Jordan said it, but a lot of people have said it as a stepping yeah, stone. I, I do you just think down in England when I, I hear some people um, do interviews or they're on radio or on TV, they're a bit disrespectful to, to Scottish football. And I, in terms of Rangers and Celtic and John will tell you regarding Celtic and I can go for the Rangers side both of them are, are massive clubs mm. massive um, institutes they're, they're going for titles every season they're in Europe um, I, I just feel it's disrespectful at times at Scottish football but in terms of Stephen Gerrard I think he's going to be here for a long haul you mentioned something last night that Jamie Carragher had yep. mentioned about yep. him. And I think he'll, he'll stay loyal um, for another couple of years in terms of he's so close to his first trophy um, and he'll be wanting to win another two or three trophies um, before he would even consider um, going down to, down to England. In terms of going to another club, I think everybody knows what Liverpool means to him. I think in the future, I think it'll be a real good fit, but he's still early in his managerial career and he needs to get the experience he's winning trophies and I think that may happen in the future but not for a couple of years Jamie Carragher said uh, Stephen Gerrard has fallen in love with Rangers in Glasgow and looks to be settling in for the long haul that's how he is when he's dedicated to a cause fully committed all in he has caught the Rangers bug immersed in the club and that's his close friend Jamie Carragher well John? you all fall in love didn't you I, I fell in love with Celtic yep. I think you know Stevie's obviously uh He's won, he's won the league you know that was the initial target that's why he was brought to the club to, he was allowed to build he was allowed to bring in players he was allowed to spend some money um, keep hold of his best players as well and I, and I think there'll be there'll be a burning desire there from 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 Stevie Gerrard to try and win it again I think you know you could be labelled well you went up to, to Scotland you won a league but I think you know in his head he'll be wanting to say to people well, hold on a minute I won two I won three and I didn't just win the one and it took me three years to win the one 
by the way, I followed it up with a couple of Scottish Cups. I followed it up with this and that. Mm. I think that's the type of lad he is. I might be completely wrong. We mm. might be sitting here. Liverpool might even be in. Klopp's having a nightmare. They're not going to make the top four, it doesn't look like. And they might want to make a change. I don't think that'll happen. I think he'll be at Rangers personally. But we just don't know what, what goes on in football. Yep, it, he strikes me as a loyal person. I think he needs to look back in the two previous seasons, which have been barren in terms of, of, of trophies. Uh, and the club have stuck by him, Paul. Mm-hmm. And they've backed him. And they certainly backed him uh, in the summer. And um, he spent the, uh, the money very wisely. And his recruitment um, has been excellent. Um, I think so I think Steven Gerrard will be about for a few more years yet and he needs to just continue the the growth in him as a manager um, the growth of Rangers as a football team you can see the the difference in them um, yep. over the last couple of seasons certainly this season as a, as I said in terms of level of consistency and the way that they play um, I've been very impressed so for me I think he'll be about and George, it brings a lot more attention though, doesn't it? At least they're talking about Scottish football and they're talking about Rangers or Celtic. It happened with Brendan Rodgers coming here. It happens now with Stephen Gerrard. And that has to be a good thing. You know, freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I agree with what Barry's got to say about it being disrespectful. It is disrespectful because apart from Liverpool and Manchester United, I don't think anyone in England touches Rangers or Celtic club-wise, yeah. the size of it, you know? Well, let's so ask think, John. John, think, you went to no West Brom. Well, let's go to West Ham and Arsenal. Yeah, well, the global clubs, Celtic and Rangers, yep. the global clubs, the fan base are, are ridiculous all around the world. They're absolutely immense, supported, um, and uh, I think the the only thing that you know the Premier League can offer players is money. Mm-hmm. You know, and in terms of if, if they've got ambition, then you know you look at lots of Celtic players have been there for a number of years now. One or two, uh, you know, uh, the 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 amount the bids and stuff like that, you know, it, uh, that that means they have to leave Celtic. You know, the likes of Van Dyke and 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 one or two other players that have come to Celtic, one uh, Yama, these type of players. And um, so for me, the the, the Celtic and, and Rangers are as big as you know. You've got to look at Manchester United, probably the biggest club in the world, alongside the likes of Real Madrid, Barcelona. You know, I'm proud of my titles when I played up here at Celtic. Very, very proud. And um, as I said, Celtic and Rangers are, are, are as big as most clubs down south. Barry, you you played in the Premiership as well when it was was the Premiership in England, the Premier League. Nobody as big as apart from Man United, maybe. Yeah, I agree with John. Says, listen, finances dictate. You, you see the money down in the Premier League. Um, that that that's the only thing that goes against Rangers and Celtic. And a lot of people will look at the football up here and they go and play at Livingston and they go and play at Motherwells and whatever. But for me, two of them are, are massive clubs. And the clubs that you just mentioned there, maybe Man United um, and another one or two are maybe bigger in terms of what they can they, they can bring to the table. But for me, I, I do think when I hear people speak yep. about Scottish football, I do think they're disrespectful because I've seen a lot of good players come up here. And struggle, and John is probably he's probably the same when he's been at Celtic. I've seen guys come from top leagues, top teams. They come into the Scottish game and they find it difficult to settle. George, you've got an English team in action this weekend. Yeah, which side of Manchester is it? I'm the red side. You're the red side. So Sir Alex Ferguson. We always still think of Fergie, of course. Uh, so Ollie against Pep. What do you think this weekend? Any chance of United, or will they do it against City? I'll take no nil right now. Would you? Yeah. Um, you know, 
this City team are absolutely flying, aren't they? 21 wins 21. on the bounce. Yep. Um, I think with United have massively improved under Oli. I really do. A lot of people don't seem to think that. I do. I think it's our best time since Alex Ferguson. But if you ask me about the result, you'd be happy with a draw right now. John, what do you think? I mean, City are back to what they were a couple of years ago. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure, George, whether as a Manchester United fan at home against Old Trafford, mm. you, you've got to try and get three points. I think you've got the likes of um, Leicester, mm-hmm. you know, yep. uh, Chelsea, Spurs. You know, these type of clubs now looking at trying to get into the top four. I, I think yes, I get your respect in Man City. You know, uh, an awful lot. They're a wonderful team. Twenty-one wins on the bounce. But I still think with the players that you have, you know, the likes of Rashford, Greenwood, Martial, Fernandez, um, you know, I still think you can cause Man United, Man City problems in particular going forward with the pace that you have in the team. If they've got the confidence to go for it, then you reckon? So you're going for Man United? Well, they will go. I wouldn't go for Man United. No, no. I, I, I think Manchester it. City. I think they're just fantastic. They're blowing everybody away at the minute. But as a man, if I was a Man United yeah. fan, I'd be saying I want three points. Okay, we'll speak to you more about it as the program goes on. George, thanks a lot for calling. Are you confident enough this afternoon against St Mirren? Scoreline. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go four nil. Four nil Rangers. Four nil. I'll go three nil, George. Right, John Hartson <laughs> okay. says 3-0 and Barry, remind us what you said last night. Yep. Same as John, 3-0. 3-0. George, thanks very much. How are you going to celebrate? Cheers, I know you're going to be socially distanced. Uh, share it with us. How are you, how are you going to celebrate uh, winning a title for the first time in 10 years? Paralytic on the floor. <laughs> Drink responsibly, George. Cheers. Thanks a lot for calling. Right, we'll go around some of the other games as well to see. We'll get Aberdeen playing against Hamilton. Give you the Hamilton team. Uh, Fulton, Adolphin, McMahon. Easton, the skipper. Hamilton, of course, uh, back in because uh, it was rescinded. That was good news. Uh, Martin, and well, both Martins. Moyo hit the bar post the other night. Thomas, Hodgson and goal scorer Callaghan. Up against Aberdeen, Derek McInnes' team, Lewis, the captain, Hoban, Considine, Henry, McGinn, Taylor, McGeoch, Hayes, Ferguson, Camberry and McCrory. Barry, what do you reckon in this one? I think Hamilton are going to get a point. I mean, I'm going to stick what I said last night. I forgot about young Bruce Anderson who they signed on loan from Aberdeen. Hamilton, he's going to be missing. Um because obviously Aberdeen's his, his club. Yep. Um, but I just think Hamilton Aki's at this stage of the season that they've got the experience, they've been in a dogfight, Paul, and I just think they always come up with big results and I think they'll get a a point today up at uh, Petodre. But in terms of Aberdeen, I, I'm looking at obviously um, Camberry and, and Callum Henry starting up, up top. They two look a good partnership um, and they now need to start scoring goals. Derek will, will think to himself with Hibs getting beat last week against Motherwell. He needs to try and get the three points today, but I think they'll struggle today against the Hamilton team who are going to be up there and, and be dogged and well organised. So I'm going for a one each draw. John, what do you reckon? I think Aberdeen, they've got better players uh, and they should be doing a lot better, in my opinion. Um, you know, you look at the experience in Considine, uh, Lewis, uh, Ferguson, um, played a few games now for a young lad. And, and I think Niall McGinn is fantastic for them in terms of his delivery. Uh, Hendry as well scored a big important goal a couple of weeks ago which stopped the rot didn't it when they won, they won 1-0 and Canberry big physical um, 
you know, been around a lot, but a, a very good striker. So I, I think Aberdeen will, you know, at home, uh, I think Aberdeen will win this probably 2-0. Uh, All right. St. Johnson against Hebs. We'll tell you as the teams come out at Ibrox. We've got Rangers TV on in the background. So St. Johnson line up Clark, Kerr, the skipper, McCart, Gordon, Booth and Craig, McCann, Witherspoon, Melamed who scored midweek, O'Halloran and Kane. So they are the League Cup holders of course. Uh, but here in the Premiership they're up against uh, Hebs in third spot. It's Marciano, Paul McGinn whom you mentioned, Porteous, Hanlon, Doig and Irvin, Gogic, Newell, Cadden, Nisbet and Boyle. Uh, Barry, uh, Cadden's done well isn't he? He's impressing. Who do you think is going to win though? Is it the League Cup holders or the team that would like to be third? I've got to go with St Johnson. I, I yeah. honestly think Callum Davis and he had a sticky start to the season yeah. but I think in time his team are starting to um, they've got a certain way of playing and I actually enjoy watching St Johnson. Um, he's back three of Cairn, McCart and Gordon have been um, mainstays in his team. They, they've been crucial that back three and if you look through the, the St Johnson team and, and squad they've got some handy players Wotherspoon Good player. Melamed scored a fantastic goal midweek against Hamilton Ackies. Kane's up top. I know he doesn't score a lot of goals, but he does that donkey work really well. Um, so I just, I think Callum Davison's team are in a good place at this moment in time. Um, and I think they'll get the three points. In terms of Hibs, it's good to see Nisbet back. Yeah. After the transfer specula- uh, speculation, he's been missing for the last three or four weeks. Um, and it's good to see him back in. But I think... St Johnson will get three points today Barry Ferguson reckons St Johnson John Harrison what do you feel? Well St Johnson had a big point didn't they last kick of the game midweek against Hamilton there they'll be buoyed having won the uh, having won the League Cup as well under Callum Davidson second trophy they've won in the last test second cup that they've won um, but I fancy Hibs you know, Hibs won four out of their last five their third um, they've got some really good players you know Boyle Doidge is out today the big Welsh striker Christian yep. Doidge but um, I think Hanlon you know, they, they, they defend really really um, strongly um, so today I'm going to go for uh, for Hibs I think Hibs tight I'm going to go 1-0 Hibs we'll go through the other two games Barry what's happening at Ibrox the team's probably three minutes to the hour what's the ritual they'll be called to the tunnel any moment and Rangers know win it today they may not need to kick a ball again in earnest yep they'll, they'll be chatting at the bat Paul mm. they, they know what's in front of them um, they can't listen to any noise it's, it's outside that, that dressing room in, in terms of what people are talking about the, the league's nearly won they just need to totally focus on winning a game of football today uh, I think they'll come flying out the traps I think they'll go for St Man. I know with Jim Goodman's team they're always well organised and he's done a great job let me say that he's done a great job um, at St Man this season but listen it's in sight and they want to get the job done as quickly as possible and that's why I think Rangers will, will um, run over the top of St Man today John what's the manager saying to them this afternoon to the Rangers players going out to play St Mirren Go and enjoy it. Uh, relax. Pass the ball around. Uh, don't be making stupid, silly mistakes at the back. Get the ball in, into your into your big players. You know, into your Hadjis, into your Morelos's. You know, and let them go and do the work and defend strongly. Goldson and Helander. They've you know they've they've had a great season. They're unbeaten. They want to continue that unbeaten run going again today. But Jim Goodwin, I think, unbeaten in his last five. Yep. Um, so they'll respect St Mirren but again I think Rangers will be strong today far too strong for St Mirren Can I just say the players have got to be excited about this this group of players can become legends at the club and I I firmly believe that because it's been a long time 
the the fans have been starved um, of trophies, and they've got a real opportunity um, to be absolutely adored by the Rangers fans because it's been a, a hard time. Um, let's not get on. Celtic have been so dominant. Celtic have been the best team. I'm not going to go away for that, sure. but Rangers have got a great opportunity today. And I think the team talks pretty easy for mm. Steven Gerrard. They know what's in front of them. Go and make yourself heroes. Because Celtic, of course, had 12 domestic successes in succession, which, you know, in our lifetime would have been unimaginable, wouldn't it, Barry? You'd never Crazy. have thought that either side would have that run of, you know, four, 12, 12 trophies. And you've got to respect yeah. that, Paul. They, sure. they have been yeah. so dominant. They've been excellent. Um, but the times came for, for Rangers to to try and stop them from doing that. Um, and Rangers have done that this season. Um, but Celtic, I mean, you've just mentioned, there are 12 trophies in a row as an unbelievable achievement. So that's why I think it's going to be even better for these this group of Rangers players. And they want to go on and build a legacy now under, you know, the new board. Uh, I mean, they, they had the years in the wilderness through going around the Peter Heads, been all around the country, the journey that they did. Then they won the championship a few years ago, uh, but Celtic continued. And now today they could, it won't be all over today. We'll have to see what happens tomorrow. But St Mirren coming out now, John, we're just watching here in Rangers. How were you pre-match? Was, was this a good moment for you? Were you just desperate to get started? I had a little bit of nerves, obviously. I think it's quite it's quite good. It's quite natural to have some nerves. Yep. You know, I, I, I'm just thinking, you know, what, what I had to do. You know, I had to be a focal point for the team. I had to get the team up the pitch go and win your first header you know bully the centre halves if I could um, I pretty much knew who they were and I, I knew I'd played against them previously um, the Celtic Rangers games were absolutely fantastic you know you, as Paddy said you can make yourself a real hero there go and get the winning goal and uh, and they saw this. It means so much to the supporters. But no, I, I was fairly relaxed. I've got to be honest because I knew I had good players around me, and I knew if we generally turned up and we played well, we would. We'd, you know, nine times out of ten, we would beat the opposition. Rangers will be feeling that today. And you reckon three 0 Shaughnessy, the skipper of uh, St Mirren, chatting there with Connor Goldson of Rangers and Barry. They're just. Uh, We've had the toss up and it's going to start any moment. Yeah, but yeah. look, they'll know it'll be a tough game because, as I said, I've seen St. Man a number of times uh, this season. And going for top six, they want to stay top six. They want to do that. And again, I'll go back to him. I've, I've been really impressed by Jim Goodwin, the mm. way he set up his team. Um, and this is his team. He's built this, um, done a lot of work in the summer, a lot of good recruitment. Again, he, he, he went into Ireland, dipped into Ireland with a lot of people. Um, might not take that, that opportunity to do but he's done it and the players that he's signed have come in and done a really good job so listen it'll be a tough game for Rangers but the key when you're at home is start the game in the front foot and that's what Rangers will, will be doing today they'll be nervous there's no doubt about it but listen if you're not, I never felt right if I didn't feel nervous yeah. before a game yeah. Yeah. and certainly we, it's in touching distance what an opportunity to get three points on the board and put a wee bit of pressure on Celtic tomorrow. It's three o'clock, that's the kickoff. Stay with Go throughout the afternoon. John Hartson and Barry Ferguson. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! And we're off and running at Ibrox and around the country. Barry, anything to report in the first, what, uh, three minutes? No, there's nothing been in the game, Paul. Um, it's just, I think both teams are just trying to find their feet and get a foothold in the, in the game. And that's what Rangers need to try and do the first 10 minutes. So it's always important when you're at home that you try and control the first 10 minutes. And that's what Rangers are trying to do. Just want to ask you about the two other games, uh, John, because last night Barry gave us his predictions. Ross County, Kelly. So Ross County are Laidlaw, Tremarco, Mackay, Watson, Yakaviti, Lacken, Spittle, Tilson, Naismith, Donaldson, and Jordan White up against. Um, in fact, I've got the just get the whole team here for Kilmarnock. 
It's uh, Doyle in goals, Millen, Broadfoot, Medley, Hunstrup, Power, Dicker, the captain, Mackenzie, Pinnock, Kilty and Lafferty. No need to emphasise how important it is for both of them, but I know you think Ross County will win. What's the scoreline, you reckon? Not many goals in it? Well, I, I don't think it'll be many goals because I think Kilmarnock will, will fight. You know, they'll put up a fight there and under Tommy Wright. And you've mentioned players there, you know, Kyle Lafferty. Kyle's got a goal in him, you know, yeah. most definitely. Um, and he, you know, Tommy's brought him in to hopefully try and give the boys a bit of a lift, you know, on the back of a nine-game yep. beaten run. But I, I just think Ross County under John Hughes, I think they'll be right up for the game. Um, lost narrowly to St Mirren there through the week, beat Celtic the week before. And um, with the likes of Gardine and um, and, and uh, Spittal lacking, Watson, Naismith, you know, I, I just think they got some decent players. And what John Hughes will always do with his teams is he likes to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he really likes likes to you know to to play through the lines. And so I just think I just think um, Ross County will will win that again. I think it'll be tight, probably two one, two one, Paul. Yeah, Barry, we couldn't have believed, could we, five six months ago that Kelly would be scrambling for their existence. Nope, um, it's a surprise to me, a shock to me um, when when you actually look at the. The squad of players that were there, um, they've certainly struggled, um, and they've got good experience as well. If you look mm-hmm. round about, there's guys that have been about the block, and there's there's guys there that when they finished in the the, the top six, um, and that I certainly fancied them for the top six. Um, but look, you know what it's like. You you get stuck in a rut a wee bit. Um, you certainly look at the job Stevie Clark done there. Fantastic couple of years. Alex Dyer came in, and I was fully expecting him to just carry the carry that on um, but sadly he struggled a bit and I found herself um, down the wrong end of the table and that's why I think they went for a guy like Tommy Wright who knows the league inside out he's got great experience you've seen the job he done at St Johnson but he's not picking up results Paul that that must be a worry for him because um, yep. I look at him and they've got good players yep. and Lafferty's a, a key sign and John just, just mentioned him there he's 33 he needs to now make sure he, he finds a club and gets settled down because once he gets fit, he'll score goals for you. But you don't reckon it's going to be today, do you? No, no. I don't. Okay. I, I just think John Hughes and Ross County will get the result. Motherwell against uh, Livingston. So Motherwell, Kelly, O'Donnell, Maguire, Lamy, Lamy, Carroll, Campbell, Crawford, Maguire, Roberts, Cole and Watt. Up against Livy, we've made quite a few changes. Bobby McCrory back in goals. Uh, Strychek goes onto the bench. So it's McCrory, Devlin, Fitzwater, Guthrie, Terence Sinclair, Bartley, the captain, Lawson, Sibbald, Mullen, Serrano, and Poplinsick. I wonder who's going to win that one. Who do you reckon last night, Barry? You are Motherwell. going for Motherwell. Yeah. Yes, I'm yep. going for Motherwell. I just think um, Livingston are in a bit of a rut, and when you make that number of changes, it does affect the, the kind of rhythm of the team. So I'm going for Motherwell. We had a fantastic result. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, forget that at Easter Road last week against Hibs. Sure did, third top Hibs. John Hartson, what do you reckon? I actually think Motherwell as well. I think Livy are on such a poor run, having been on a great run previously under David Martindale, 14 unbeaten. But they've not won, you know, Livingston since the 2nd of February, where they won at Pitodri. So that's only one in the last six games. They lost the cup final. Um, so now Davy Martindale will you know, will prove how much of a good manager that he is. He's got to pick his team up. He's got to pick his players up. Go to a tough place uh, like Motherwell. Um, so that's why I, I'm with uh, Barry by my side here. I think Motherwell will win that one 1-0. One 
Mullamore 1-0 No scoring so far in Scotland We keep an eye on everything here in Glasgow's own Go Radio on a Saturday afternoon The table looks like this From the bottom then Because that's what we were talking about there a moment ago Hamilton Aki's on 15 I beg your pardon 25 Along with Kilmarnock They're both on 25 Ross County on 26 Motherwell on 32 After 31 games St Johnson on 34 Dundee United 35 Just outside the top 6 And the top 6 is St Mirren on 39 points Livingston on 40, Aberdeen on 48, Hibs on 52, Celtic on 67, Rangers on 85. So Rangers uh, could go 88 points top of the table this afternoon. In England, earlier Arsenal drew 1-1 at Burnley and in the Championship, Watford won, Nottingham Forest nil. Early goals, Weymouth are one up in Stockport, Andrew Dallas the scorer. Sunderland are one up on Rochdale. Dion Sanderson, we always watch there for uh, to see how they're doing at Sunderland. Aidan McGeady playing there. You played yeah, alongside yeah, him. Got yeah, tremendous ability. Is he a youngster when you were? He was a young yeah. boy, made his debut against AC Milan in the Champions League and I, I think he just tore it up. You know, but everybody was shocked, everybody. The one thing I, I used to say about Aidan was, he used to get himself in some wonderful positions to cross the ball. You'd make a run across the near post and he just sort of dart back in and then you have to readjust then yeah. do you know but I used to get him in the dressing room so would you just get that ball in the box Aiden? <laughs> that was the only thing but for me you know talent yeah. individual ability technique magnificent he's had a great career of course he went to Russia he's come back Rangers coming forward Barry what's happening after uh, nine and a half minutes the last couple of minutes Rangers are, are starting to um, dictate the, the play they're on the ball moving it um, sharply Aribo just had a shot a couple of minutes ago from about 25 yards out um, I like really like Aribo playing centrally Paul um, look he does a good job when the manager asks him to play out in the right but I like him playing centrally so this moment in time Rangers are starting to dictate the play but one thing about St Murnard getting in Rangers faces that's that's the type of um, Jim Goodwin team that I fully expected um, he's going to come here I don't think he's going to sit back when they get the ball similar to what they've done at, at Celtic Park a few weeks back they'll go and try and hit them on the counter but the last couple of minutes Rangers are starting to get a foothold in the game they're quite deep though Barry aren't they you look mm. at St Mirror and they you know they're, they're told to maybe drop off to maybe condense the space in behind and uh they don't mind even dropping into their own box, but that that means then you know Rangers have to try and work through the lines. The right, you know, when when the likes of Ryan Kent, Steve Davis, Aribo get on the ball, it's got to be the correct way to pass, get the ball wide, move the back four of Saint Mirren. But they are sitting quite deep. I have to say that. Saint yeah, they've they done similar at, at Celtic Park against Celtic. But one thing, when they get the ball, they need to keep it, John, and they've done that very well. I thought at Celtic Park mm. and. I've had a couple of opportunities here in terms of keeping the ball, but they've, the, the the passes have been going a bit astray. But Rangers are, are obviously in St Man's half the now. They're camped in a wee bit. It's just about a wee bit of movement, a wee bit of good play there with Hadji and Arebo. Oh. Good Pat- chance, but it's cleared. I think yep. Patterson's got to, get, got to anticipate the thing. He's coming from the right-hand side. He's got to be in that, also on that back post when the ball comes in from the left. We watch it again. Hadji plays in Arebo. Arebo plays it behind Morelos. And I think Patterson there, he's got to be arriving. He's got to anticipate and get himself in, in the box, well, certainly when it's coming in from that left-hand side. Mm-hmm. First goal of the afternoon in Scotland, it's our broth, our one-up on Queen of the South. Bobby Lynn scoring after 11 minutes. Back at Ibrox, 0-0. Yeah, what St Man are struggling to cope with is, is Hadji and, and Kent. They're they are playing inside, their movement's excellent and Morelos is dropping deep, so St Man are starting to, to struggle a bit with that movement. But that's been key for Rangers this year. The front three, their movement's been excellent. 
the teamwork and the system they're playing joint has been it's, it's the key isn't it yeah that is the key they mm. haven't changed and yep. if you look at celtic they've been four they've been three center halves yep. they've been wing backs you know the system has changed the formation the personnel they went to a diamond there just mm. after christmas where they had a good run with sorrow came into the team you know center forward wise clemala's played ayeti's had a run you know um um, uh, what's it called? Uh, I forgot his name now. Edward. Edward. You know yeah. he's, he's he's missed a lot of football in terms of he had COVID at the yep. start of the season, but he's come back into a game now, started scoring goals again. So uh, Celtic have had issues, a few problems, hence you know the the lead that Rangers have had simply through being consistent mm. with their formation and with their players. And Griffiths, of course, we didn't even mention him as one of your old teams. Norwich go one up on Luton, yeah, they, they, and of course, they'll, Timo Pukki. They'll win, they'll win yeah. that league. Timo Pukki, I watched yeah. him scoring this season. He's he's a Premier League player. Yeah. Pukki, after mm-hmm. the finish centre forward. Um, I mean, that's crazy. He was at Celtic. Celtic. He, he was. He, he, he was, he, Barry. Yeah. Never really happened for yeah. him. He's went down to Norwich as John just says there, and he, he's been unbelievable for Norwich. He has. They're yeah. heading to the top team, aren't they? Top they table. are the yeah. top team and then in behind them yeah. the likes of Brentford yeah. Watford have won again who Ivan Tony there of right course there. Yeah. Sorry, at, Ivan uh, Tony said yep. they could have got Tony yep. by the way he ended up going to Brent, uh, Brentford from Peterborough yep. Peterborough I believe alerted Celtic about the, the trigger in terms of the fee it was 5.5 million and the reported that Celtic wouldn't go above 5 you know so and how much like, was it 5.4 I think he went Something to Brentford like yeah. for that, yeah. Wow, yeah. And then you mentioned Ayeti, your old club at West Ham, you know, where he didn't really do it there. He'd scored some goals, but just hasn't worked out for him, has it? No, it just hasn't worked out yeah. for him. But Oh, great oh, goal, goal from Kent. What a goal. Kent. Rangers are last, one up, yep. yep. After 13 minutes, Barry Ferguson. Yep, last couple of weeks, he's come into some some forum, Ryan, Kent, uh, Ryan Kent, sorry. He's in the, the middle of the box, twists and turns on his left foot and... and um, Places it into the bottom right hand corner of the goalkeeper. Great bit of play. That's what he's great. That this is what Ryan Kent can bring to the Rangers team. That's the difference. When he's in this top of form, I think he's unstoppable at times, Ryan Kent. Come back to his best, Barry. You said that you wanted to see him further forward, more direct. Yeah, look, if I'm been picky, I want to see this every single week from Ryan Kent. I think he's got it in his locker. Um I just think consistently he doesn't bring it to the table enough for me. Um and I've heard the manager speak about him plenty of times that he wants to see it as well. And this is something he needs to bring as well, goals to his game. And he's certainly done that the last two or three weeks when but he Barry, get... how important was it for Rangers to hold on to Kent? You know, Leeds were heavily interested and I don't know if it was an official bid made. But if there was, Steve Gerrard just brushed them away anyway for Kent. But, you know, how imp- it was almost like making a signing, wasn't it, in I, January? I'm just going yep. to tell you, St Johnson are one up on Hibs. Liam Craig, the scorer. Barry, what about Ryan Kent? Yeah, uh, John's just asked me the question. Yep. I think it was so important. I, I, I'll be honest with you, John, his form this season has been below the standards he set previous seasons. Mm-hmm. But I think, as I just mentioned there, the last three or four weeks... Um, his form's been excellent he got left out the European game a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. he came on and he changed that he got the goal and I just think he brings so much to the, the Rangers teams you know, I think it's so important he's one of the the players that I think Premier League clubs will be keeping an eye on mm-hmm. um, but I'm sure the manager would want him to stay and I think it's important for him at his age John to get a number of games under his belt and play consistently for a, a few years yet before he gets that, that move that he probably wants back down to the Premier League but that was part of the story this season, wasn't it? That the Rangers kept him. Oh, and Amber scored two. It's 2 0 Rangers after uh, 15 minutes. Morelos. Great bit of movement from Morelos down the side of the defender. Um, I don't think he catches it 
perfect yeah. but he guides it enough into the, the bottom right hand corner again good bit of play for Hadji into Kamara great slide rail pass and Morello that's a great finish it's a great finish but I, I actually thought he's a little bit wide there and St Mirren should deal with it a lot better but how he's managed to turn this in it's a great finish he's swivelled and turned right across the, uh, the the goals into the far corner Rangers two goals in two minutes absolutely cruising now I mean John that's your that's your the domain but what a great bit of movement from uh, Morello's yeah that, that makes the pass that that decides Kamara that mm-hmm. makes his decision yeah. to play the pass I know it's a great pass great weight on it but great movement for Morelos and a great finish and this is the kind of start 15 minutes in 2-0 up this is the start the manager would have wanted now they can relax get the ball down and enjoy it now you're watching in the big screen I'm watching in the small screen did the goalkeeper go down in installments <laughs> could he have done better no, well, I, just... I, I actually thought that Morelos took it a little bit wider than you know, he shouldn't be able to score from there. That's why I'm saying it's a great finish. But from defensively from a St Mirren, when they watch that back, Jim Goodwin watches that back, he'll say, we could have stopped this goal. It is a good run. You know, he's, he's created the space, Morelos. It's a wonderfully weighted ball through to him. But from a goalkeeper, you shouldn't get done um, on, on your back yeah. post from there. So you were both saying 3-0 Rangers. Do you want to revise that? Yeah. And Barry, what, there's going to be some celebration tomorrow but you're going to finally yeah, listen say, there, there, there's a wee bit of pressure on okay. him as I, I said uh, previously Paul when you, you're getting into it when it's so near what the last thing you want to do is stutter towards the title you want to get it over done over and done quickly as possible and that's the kind of mindset you've got to have and you've seen clearly it took them about five minutes to get a foothold in the game they got it they got the first goal and now they're, they're in control of the situation as I say they can go and they can relax a bit they can get the ball down keep it moving make St Mern get uh, move about the pitch and then they'll start to find gaps and hopefully get two or three more goals In the Championship could this big big goal bottom of the table Alouar won up against uh, Neil McCann who's in charge interim against Inverness 1-0 and it was Innes Cameron who scored so early on but Alouar Peter Grant uh, ex-Celtic scoring there against uh, Neil McCann Neil standing in for John Roberts and we hope that John is doing well yes. and we look forward to him uh, getting back I saw on the Football Focus today Neil McCann was on doing what you were doing you were in the Zoom last week talking about uh, Neil Lennon and today it was Neil McCann speaking about Rangers and Rangers heading for that title title number 55 didn't see it on the motorway today Barry on the way in was it was there last week as no, we I took came it down in? during the week. <laughs> <laughs> is Derek going to put it back up later uh, I'm sure there'll be yeah listen there'll be celebrations all over I heard some of the Celtic fans saying that they will then celebrate as well the, the, the quadruple treble which they probably didn't because of Covid time you know everyone's saying oh I've missed the 21st birthday or a wedding or whatever there's so many celebrations to be had after the restrictions are lifted Barry yeah and hopefully it's soon yep because listen um, not just the football we've all struggled to to do the normal things go out for a meal or a coffee or a nice glass of wine or a a beer it's something that we all took for granted and I'm sure in time we'll be able to will be allowed back out sorry and enjoy your life again. one of your old teammates has scored and it's Kyle Lafferty has put Kelly one up at Ross County we, yeah we actually both fancied yeah. Ross County we were praising John Hughes saying how poor run um, Kilmarnock have been on but we also we also give a little bit of praise to Kyle Lafferty and said how much he's still a bit of a threat and that's a shock Kyle Lafferty have given Kilmarnock the, the early lead after 18 minutes we'll be back on that in a moment Rangers are still two up at Ibrox the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go!
Saturday afternoon, Rangers are two up already. After 16 minutes, it was Ryan Kent in 14 minutes. Two minutes later, Alfredo Morelos. Rangers two, St Mirren nil. Kilmarnocka one up at Ross County. Kyle Lafferty getting his first goal for the club. Those are the... And oh, St Johnson, of course, uh, one up on Hebs. Barry, you were predicting that. So was John Hartson. Yeah, it's Barry Ferguson and John Hartson with us this afternoon. Football's back, so Si, we won't see or hear as much of him now that he's back at Peterhead. Training went well this morning. He's getting ready for getting underway again in the coming weeks. Motherwell and Livingston is nil-nil. Down the divisions are both are two up in Queen of the South. Michael McKenna a penalty there after 22 minutes. And Alawa, as we mentioned earlier, are one up on Inverness. Uh, Barry, what's happening at Ibrooks? 23 minutes gone, just uh, past the midway first half. Uh, yeah, they're, in con- they're in control of the game, Paul. That, that second goal certainly settled uh, if there was any nerves. Um, so they're, they're just getting the ball knocking it about really comfy um, as I said now they can go and go and enjoy it and hopefully get another few more goals but you just see there they're, they're pressing they, they look hungry to me there's a real desire about them because they know um, they're, they're near enough there now they need to make sure they get that win today and see what happens tomorrow but they've come out the traps as I said I fully expected that for the Rangers team um, and I've done this all season to, to be honest Paul Let's take a call from a Rangers fan. He's on from Australia. It's Phil on the line. Good afternoon, Phil. How are you guys? All right. Good, All right, thanks. Phil. How are you? Or good morning, is it? What time are you? Uh, yeah, good morning here. So it's five minutes to two in the morning here. So, but it's off to a good start to the day at the moment. Where are you in Australia? Uh, Adelaide. Adelaide. South Australia. My, my daughter's in uh, Australia at the minute. She's in uh, Sydney, see. my daughter. She's great, yes. great cities. So, All right, there you go. Yeah, well, in in Adelaide State at the moment, so Barry would love it here. So beautiful red wine country. So <laughs> John would never touch it, of course. Barry's so, not about his red wine. He's, he's just got me. Barry's got me into it. By the way. Yeah, yeah. Responsibly. So, Phil, how are you going to? Well, what do you want to ask first of all? Uh, first of all, just wanted to ask the guys. Um, just wondering if there's any footballers um, you've met that you're a little bit starstruck of. Oh yeah, plenty for me. Yeah. Well, I think going on the pitch initially, you you know you you can't show too much respect, but uh, you know I, I think the likes of when you when you go and play at somewhere like Barcelona, for instance, and Ronaldinho at the particular yeah. at that particular time, two thousand and six, he was the best player on the planet, yeah. um, starring for Brazil in World Cups and everything else. Uh, players like that I played against Cristiano Ronaldo in, in a testimonial one time mm. he was incredible so yeah absolutely I think you look up to these players you realize how great they are and you you are a little bit awestruck but I think going on the pitch against them one on one up against I don't think you can show them too much respect for that particular 90 minutes because you know you, you have to feel yeah. equal if you like um, but no certainly yeah there's, there's a couple probably a couple more if, if I can refresh my mind but mm. I suppose, but, what about you, Baz? Yeah, yeah, I get where John's coming from. The same, you try not to give him the respect when you go on the, the pitch because, listen, you want to do as best as you can. But the best player in the world for me, um, and I was lucky enough to come up against him a number of times, was Messi. I, I just couldn't believe. You obviously watch him on TV and see what he does with the football, but actually when you're at close quarters and you see um, what the guy can do with a football, it's it's PlayStation stuff. That's <laughs> what it was like. Was it? Yeah, yeah, he was... <laughs> He was unbelievable. Um, but again, you, when you're in the tunnel, you don't want to show them too much respect. You want to make sure you try and do a job against them. But 
Same as John again. I mean, there's a, a number of players. I mean, when I was younger, coming through at Rangers, my hero was was Paul Gascoigne. As a young apprentice coming in at fifteen year old, yeah. and and actually just um, being beside him every single day and, and seeing what he, he done with a football. And the biggest thing for me, it wasn't how good a footballer he was; it was how how good a person he was. He was an absolute gem of a guy. He was great for us young guys. Did he have time for you? Yep, he would always. Our youth games were either on a Monday or a Tuesday, and he would always take time. Um, Five minutes or so to come in and ask us how we got on, Paul. And I, I thought that was, I thought that was brilliant. He didn't need to do that, and all the guys were in him. So, for me, Paul Gascoigne and, and Messi. Well, some some names. Todorov has equalised for Inverness. It's one one at Alloa. Rangers are still two up. Phil, who would you love to have uh, met of, of the football superstars that you've admired over the years? Ah, uh, well, to be honest, um talking to my uh, Rangers idol at the moment in, in Barry. So my sort of another question that I got for Barry as well. Um, can you can you now give me the all clear and get my 55 tattoo now? Yep, you can go and get it done. <laughs> <laughs> go get it done. That's so, so there it is now. Locked. It's done. James, that's it official. That's the first time Barry has said, yep, that's it. Uh, you can go and get, get the, happy the tattoo. I'd have told yeah. you to get it at Christmas time, by the way, if you'd asked me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a 10 you've got on your arm there, John? No. Uh, What's that? No, no, no. It's coming off. And Phil, how will you celebrate there in Australia? Uh, well, I'll be just trying to organise my pallets of uh, red wine coming in at the moment. Um, and as well as that, just sort of our COVID restrictions are sure. pretty pretty eased off um, here at the moment. So, yeah, it'll certainly be uh, hitting up the town tomorrow night, that's for sure. Yeah, Phil, I was going to ask you, are you out of lockdown now? Yeah, we've, we've had, um, yeah, basically uh, no lockdown here in Adelaide. Um, so we're pretty much all dancing. Um, yeah, nightclubs, so everything's open mm. here at the moment. So. Phil... Who's your player of the year then for you, for Rangers? Who would it be? Well, for me, personally, uh, I'd probably say Stephen Davis for me. It would be between Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor. Yeah, Barry was um, saying the same. Between, If you were pushed right, I'm going to ask John, you have a think, Phil, which one it would be. For you, John, who would be your Rangers player of the year? I think I, I, I appreciate... Um, the saves that Alan McGregor has made in crucial stages of the season. He's a top-class goalkeeper and, and you need keep great keepers to to win things. But I would go with Goldson. I think, um, you know, a few mistakes last season, a few people questioned him. Um, but this season he's been a rock, an absolute rock at the back. Heads everything, a threat in both, both boxes, goes and heads it, you know, in the opposition goal, clears everything. He's improved defensively in, in terms of one-on-one -on -one situations. And as I said, for me, I, I think he's as he's as important as a Davis, as a as a Morelos, you know. But they're all they all very much play their part. They've all been important, the Aribos, the Camaras. Um, but for me, I, I would give it to uh, Connor Goldson. Barry, have you decided yet for you? Yeah, I, I can see where John's coming from in terms of Goldson. There was a mistake in him last season, and I think mm -hmm. he's he's took that out of his game. Big and, mistakes as well, but yep. crucial, you know, crucial times <laughs> which cost Rangers three points, if you like. Mm -hmm. But he's certainly looked at that. How can I improve? Mm -hmm. And he certainly has. 
Yep, and he's he's um, he's certainly improved that that side of his game, and he, he's he's been a real leader for Rangers this season as well. Um, I was lucky enough to be at a couple of games. We obviously no fans been in. I heard them on the pitch, and he, he was like talking people through. He was making sure he was demanding from his his teammates, the same as Jim Tavernier. Um, but for me, going to be biased and and go with a central midfielder. I think Stephen Davis at his age, he's played a lot more than I probably thought he would have this year at thirty six, and he's been really consistent. He, he does the basics very well for me, and he's a he just he just controls yep. controls the game, doesn't he? He's just so calm calm on the ball is. Yeah. Yep, and he's changed the way he's played. Watch, yep, he's changed the way he's played. When I first played with Stephen Davis, he was more of an attacking midfielder. Now he's more of a, a holding midfielder, and he brings a real calmness and a real patience to the Rangers team. And he's just played a, a great through ball there to, to Ryan Kent. For, so for me, I think Stephen Davis just just edged it. Alan McGregor. I, I, I fully expect that for Alan McGregor yeah. he's been top class and, and that, I think that's been one of the issues with Celtic this year I think a goalkeeper a top goalkeeper guarantees you 15-18 points a season mm. he makes big saves at big times but Stephen Davis just just edged it for me Phil are you going to edge it with Stephen Davis? Yeah I'll go with Stephen Davis <laughs> sounds good Great. Phil, listen, thanks very much for Cheers, calling Phil. in from Adelaide. And say hi to John's daughter if you bump into her in uh, Sydney. Mind you, you're in Sydney. Oh, yeah, you, can ignore, you can ignore her if you want, Phil. I was thinking yeah, she's Adelaide. I don't, don't know about the uh, domestic travel at the moment, but... Okay, Phil, listen, Cheers, thanks Phil. for joining us. Cheers, uh, Rangers are still two up on St Mirren. Uh, it was Ryan Kent who scored in 14 minutes and then Morell is just two minutes later. Elsewhere, just looking for the goals. St Johnson still one up in Hibs. Liam Craig after 16 minutes and Kilmarnock are still one up at Ross County. And we all sound a bit surprised about that, but anything could happen. Motherwell and Livingston are still nil-nil and Aberdeen and Hamilton nil nil earlier today down south in fact Southampton have gone one up at Sheffield United Arsenal drew 1-1 at Turf Moor at uh, lunchtime and uh, oh Motherwell have gone one up and it's Devante Cole a penalty after 31 minutes so Motherwell taking the league John yeah we we fancied Motherwell after that great win last week at uh, at Easter Road beating Hibs you know just on it hit a little bit of form um, Gary Alexander uh, was it Ga- Gary Ga- uh, Neil was we- it is it Gary the, Alexander? The, man, the yeah. manager? Uh, Graham. 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 Graham, sorry. Yeah. Graham Alexander just hit, hit a bit of form. Yep. Initially struggled to get them going, didn't he, Did. with, with yep. results. Yep. But last week, and Devante Cole as well, Andy Coulson, yeah. you know, big physical, gets a few goals for them, you know. So um, I was going to ask you, do you rate him? Yep. Yeah, for what yep. I've seen, yeah, he puts mm-hmm. himself about and he gets in amongst the goals. And also as well, we were, we were ruining the fact that Livingston are on such a terrible run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we both, we, I think we both fancied Mother well, yep. didn't we? In terms of Eko, he's got no bad um, master to learn off. Not His dad was yeah. Um, a, yeah. a unbelievable goal mm. scorer. I played with, with Andy at Blackburn. Um, yeah, Man United, Newcastle. Yeah, Blackburn, just needs yeah. To, after training, he would go away, spend 15, 20 minutes just with a bag of balls and just hammer balls into the back of the net. Hearts are one up in Dundee, and guess who the goal scorer is? Your ex uh, teammate, Andy Halliday. So yep. uh, yeah, um, Andy's um, probably not played at the levels that he would have expected this season. Um, but good to see him on the score sheet. He'll be under a bit of pressure there because he's a big player going into Hearts, and they would expect him to, to control that that midfield. So it's had a bit of a tough time here, but great to see he's on the score sheet. And Queen of Hearts. the South have pulled one back at Arbroath, so it's Arbroath two, Queen of the South one. As Sunderland go two up 
against uh, Rochdale. Yeah, you were saying yeah, about yeah, Andy Cole. Yeah, just Andy Cole. I mean, I get, he obviously played at Man United, Newcastle, then Man United, and I just used to watch him. It was unbelievable mm. for a guy, he was at 31, 32, he'd still go away and practice mm. for 20 minutes solid. Just simple. Six yards, nine yards, just hammering balls into the back of the net. And I always says to the, as I got older, the younger players, you never stop learning. You know what I mean? Guys like that who played at the top of the game, Always spent a bit of time after training, that 15 or 20 minutes. Young ones different. listening in, it shows you, doesn't it, that no matter how much skill you have, yeah. you have to practice. Did you play against Andy Cole? You would have, John? Yeah, quite yeah. a few times I would have played against Coley. Yeah. Um, we have the same, uh, it, we had the same agency uh, company for years when I played down south. So I got in, I got in Andy, Andy, uh, Andy's company quite a lot of times and uh, lovely guy, been through his health problems as mm. well of late. Um, so I'm glad he's he's looking a lot healthier. I see him popping up on on the TV now and again, but he was a fantastic. I I liked him at Newcastle, which got him his move to yeah. Man United. Yeah. Yeah. He was incredible for a couple of seasons there under Kevin Keegan. Um, remember they were all sitting on the steps, weren't they? Sort of questioning the manager Keegan about selling him. Yeah, the, the, well, they hated it. That's the right. Newcastle yeah. fans couldn't handle it. It was only for seven million, I think, yeah. <clears throat> they yeah. got for him. But yeah. again, Manchester United, him and Dwight, him and. Um, Dwight York mm. were unbelievable. We, I played against them when we played Blackburn in, in the UEFA Cup. 2003. Graham yep. Sooners is Blackburn. And luckily for us, we managed to get through the tie. But, uh, you know, we were certainly wary of them two, you know, playing together. Even though I think they were slightly maybe past, mm-hmm. you know, their, their days at United and Newcastle. We talked still good about players, that. of yeah. course. We talked about that match at Blackburn against Celtic a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, Barry? Because in the context yeah, of, you know, the commentators down south just saying, oh, well, you know. Black, it was a run Black, yeah. in terms of Liverpool as well. Everybody yeah. expected yeah. the English team's to win, and That's again right. I go back to what we were talking about earlier on. A bit of disrespect to the, the the players that Celtic had at that time. I mean, John rhymed them off earlier on. Top players. Let, let's not forget that. And when you go down there, the English um, media mm-hmm. just fully expected both Blackburn and Liverpool to to win the games easily. John, was that one of your sweetest moments at Anfield in two thousand and three? Yeah, it was because I. Did I you mean it? I always, <laughs> <laughs> thirty yards was it? Two, yeah. two keepers wouldn't have stopped that. <laughs> well, I was going to say there. Going back to Blackburn for a minute, it was funny because we um, we beat Blackburn one nil at Celtic Park in the first game. Graeme Souness is Blackburn, and um, I came on with ten minutes to go, and I got up above. Um, Oh, Craig something Craig Short Craig Short I got above Craig Short and I bulleted a header down from a corner and I think it was Brad Friedel just managed to get his hand to it and Henrik tapped it in Henrik Larson yeah. we won the game 1-0 and Blackburn were outstanding at Celtic Park Graeme Souness after the game men against boys he said we outplayed Celtic I we remember played, that we played yeah. him off the park this is a true story right yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, Martin, Celtic and Graham, everything has Rangers connections and Graham stuck his chest out on the side of the pitch, you know, that night as he's manager for Blackburn. So we go down to Blackburn Blackburn Rovers mm. the week later on a Thursday night because the Europa League, uh, the UEFA Cup games were played on a Thursday. And it was on the dressing room. Martin never done this before, but he put it on the dressing room that particular night, men against boys. And it was almost like our team talk. And we went there, we won 2-0. Sutton scored, Chris Sutton scored a great header, Henrik put us in front, and it was a strong Damien Duff, you know, they, they, it was a strong um, Blackburn Rovers team as well, but we won the game 2-0, and um, 
you know, that's what I'm saying about Blackburn there, about Graham never did that. I, don't, I, mean, I was surprised he actually said that with all his experience. But when he said men against boys and he's calling some of our players boys, you know, the likes of Thompson and Sutton and all these other guys and Larson, blah, that, blah, blah. That game against Blackburn at Celtic Park, Blackburn were excellent on they the were night. Ve- they were yep. very good. You were, mm-hmm. they, you're right, Barry. They were, we nicked it. As I said, I came off the bench. That's Goldson with the great header there just past the far post. I came off the bench... And I, as I said, I won the header from, the, and we nicked it. Henrik tapped it in on the, in the 89th minute. So Graham came out overly confident. Yep. Oh, we'll turn this result around down at Ewood next week. But we actually went there, listened to the comments, which I'm yep. not normally. I'd let it go in my head normally. Listen to the comments, read the comments, and thought, right, we 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 got to we got to turn up tonight. And we won quite comfortably 2-0. Shows you Martin and Neil, you know, and the psychology, yeah. put it up in the and board. And again, Martin, Men Martin never did it. No. But it was only because I think that the the rivalry, Graham being at Rangers Great. and trying to embarrass Celtic with his comments, and yep. that's the only reason for it. Great chat. I can tell you that Billy Mackay has scored for Ross County, so he's levelled at uh, Ross County 1, Kilmarnock 1, Abroath 2, Queen of the South 2, Connor Shields has equalised, so they were 2 down. Uh, the Dunhamers are back to 2-2, two, two. Bournemouth are 1 up at Preston. But in match of the day, it's still Rangers 2, St Mirren nil. quick break, and then there's more. The Bull Radio Football Show. Saturday afternoon, the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, John Hartson. It's quite a line-up there. The new boys in town every Saturday, two until six. Rangers are two up on St Mirren as they head for to clinch the title. Could be officially tomorrow if Celtic slip up at all. A draw even would be enough to confirm Rangers as champions. And other scorelines this afternoon. Well, we can tell you that Ross County came back against Kelly, 1-1 there. It was Cal Lafferty for Kilmarnock. And then Billy Mackay a few moments ago made it 1-1. St. Johnson still one up on Hebs. And Motherwell one up on Livingston at Devante Cole. Penalty, Barry. What's been happening? How is Connor Goldson after going down with that injury? Yeah, he just missed a, a header three or four minutes ago, and he, he's landed on his, his ankle. I'm just watching him. He, he doesn't look too comfy. It's maybe a decision that the manager might need to make at half time. Listen, the game's virtually won, and we don't want to risk him because he's. We were speaking about him earlier on. He's a big player for Rangers. He's he's a captain today, um, and I'm sure that the manager won't want to take any any chances. But in terms of the game. Since the second goals went in, Paul Rangers have been in control, and they've had a couple of half chances. Um, St. Man no really caused any any problems for Rangers. So, if Rangers get the third goal, it's game over. So it's important that for St. Man that they, they try and at least get to half time, um, just conceding the two goals, and maybe even try and get one back for themselves. But in terms of the game, Rangers are are um, dominant. No doubt about it. John Rangers cruising as St. Johnson go in one up at half time. So it's St. Johnson one, Hibs nil. And in the championship, Hearts are in one nil at half time. It was Andy Halliday. Yeah, it's all Rangers one way traffic, first half. It is. Alan McGregor's not, not at, a, at a save to make, to be honest, of any worth. I think he's touched the ball three or four times. It's interesting because St. Mira went down the right hand side five minutes ago and they, they had a shot which fired across Alan McGregor's six-yard box, didn't really threaten the goal, and Alan's out there finger-pointing and saying, hey, you, come on, stop the cross which tells you what it means to him, the passion that he's got. He doesn't want to concede a goal, goalkeeper right before half-time, you know, gives a, gives a little bit of hope then to St Mirren. So his professionalism, obviously, is uh, is key to, to Rangers as well. Um, but it's been all Rangers, as Barry said, they've created one or two other opportunities. But... Um, 
unless St Mirren can somehow get the next goal, um, the next goal is massive. If it goes three, then 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 it's certainly all over. But if, if St Mirren all of a sudden get one back, and and then you've you, you've got you know you've got a little bit of a panic on then in the last twenty minutes, you know. But uh, Rangers comfortable. Morton nil, Air nil at half time, and Alloa one, Inverness one. Just waiting for the other scorelines in the Championship and in the. Premiership where it was Aberdeen nil, Hamilton nil in the closing stages. Mother was still one up on Livy. Uh, just wait, can I just go on yeah. what John says about Alan McGregor? That's a case of that's standards. Yeah, yeah. No, don't let the yeah. standards drop. I, I picked drop. it up uh, straight yep. away. I picked, well, what's, what's he what's he shouting for? Mm. He's told, they're going to win the league, and all of a sudden I thought, you know what? That's keeping them centre halves and the left back. Yep. You know, Barisic on his toe. Hey, how dare you let him get a crossing? You know, we go to the end, Dale. Let's go to the end. Brilliant. You said you could hear because there's no crowds. One of the the only good thing maybe is you can hear some of the yeah, shouts and what's happening. I, I was interested when I'd, I'd went a couple of games and done it for for Rangers TV. I was um, it was interesting to hear like Tavernier like been the captain and he was constant throughout the game and so was Golson and I was I was pleasantly surprised that that was shown real leadership. You get the usual ones. Griggs, he never shuts up during the game. That's just the way he is. But like yourself, He's just a winner. Yeah. Yep, yep, I don't mind that at all. You need players like that in the, the team. But I was, I was, I was happy to hear likes of Golston and, and Tavernier um, leading from the front, demanding for the teammates, and not letting the standards drop. Well, the manager's in the stand. In fact, he's just left the stand. He's gone down for the cup of tea and for the... I don't know if they get a cup of tea at halftime, do they? Are they too busy in the dressing room? It's 2-0 Rangers. Halftime whistle has gone there. And what did you have at halftime? Did you... Cup of tea. Well, cup yeah. of tea, yeah. Well, no, normally... <laughs> Slice the toast. You just get 10 minutes to sort yourself out and then the manager does five minutes, but... Um, nah, cup of tea. Cup of tea. To, they've got yeah. all these fancy drinks now. Yeah. We used to change our tops actually. It's, we used yeah. to have a different two tops for yeah. every game. Um, and I think the first top we used to wear just used to go on the used to go off to charities yeah. and things like that. So we used to have to change our kit as well. Very fortunate. Yeah. Barry, at half time, what did you have? What was your tip on? <laughs> um, it was just a vitamin drink we used to get. Uh, and you had like kind of wine gums and all that sort of stuff to get the sugar levels up, yep. uh, just things like that. And as you say, you don't get long. Paul, John just mentioned there, you've got 10 minutes, a couple of minutes to get yourself organised. The manager will come in, he'll have his say, and if he wants to change anything in terms of the the style of player, the the formation. Um, so you don't get you don't get long, and then it's just getting refocused again and going out in the second half and and doing your stuff. Half time. Dingwall, Ross County 1, Kilmarnock 1, Aberdeen 0, Hamilton 0, Rangers 2, St Mirren 0, St Johnson 1, Hibs 0. So that's uh, how it's looking at half-time. Looking at Ross County, Kelly, anything could happen there, second half. Kelly might get the first win in 10. Yeah, um, uh, look, we, we spoke about it. I, I clearly fancied Ross County, but to get your, your noses in front, um, Kilmarnock with Kyle Laffer we had mentioned him as well I think Tommy Wright will be disappointed um, getting in at half time um, but listen they've got 45 minutes because I do believe a point look a point's okay but for Kilmarnock at this stage in the season and the same goes for Ross County you need to be getting three points John just looking down south I see uh, Pukki has scored again so 2-0 Norwich at half time against well both your old clubs up well, against they did very well yeah. No, I think when you go down and you've got a player of, of that calibre at your mm. club the, the key is to keep them you know, and you almost then have to have to try and persuade them to stay and say that we're going to be strong. We're not going to sell anybody else. And you've got to try and persuade the likes of Pokey to stay at Norwich because then he has the belief that they're going to go straight back up. 
and of course it's worked this time around because Pookie scored a lot of goals for them but the Championship I mean Barry were talking about it you play 46 games Sunday Wednesday Saturday Friday nights you know and the pitches get a bit boggy as well you know around about the end of the season so it's a really difficult league to get out of See uh, in terms of Norwich he, he's a manager I like Daniel yeah. Farp yeah. he's um, German he's done a real good job but you know it's always difficult when you get relegated but that's a sign a good manager when he can get his team firing up again and for me they're, they're clear favourites to go back up into the, the Premier League again He has been mentioned for Celtic I suppose the question would be would you leave the Premier League in England for Premiership albeit for one of the big two in Scotland would he come here? Well listen he, he, he could have a liking for the club mm. um, you know who knows uh, but again, you know, Norwich in the Premier League, he's done it. He's been there. You know, would he want something different? Would he want to try and ex- come up and, and, and embrace Glasgow and Celtic, be the Celtic manager? Not many would turn down the Rangers job. Not many would turn down the Celtic job. They're huge jobs to be, you know, the huge clubs to be in charge of. Um, but a, a, lot, a lot will happen at Celtic because, as I said, the inquest has to start tomorrow. Mm. Oh, as soon, as soon as Rangers win the league, as soon as they're officially over the line, that's when the inquest has to start. What have where have we gone wrong from a Celtic point of view, and um, who who are we thinking of bringing in and, and appointing? And we'll talk about it during the second half. Halftime in the Championship, Hearts one up in Dundee, Alloa Inverness one one, Morton and Ayr nil nil. Most of the big games in England are over the weekend. It's always a long weekend there, isn't it? Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night football. There's so much football on. Barry, are you ever? Is there ever a moment when there isn't football on at all? At the moment, there's just so much on radio TV. Just by the, the the way the world is just now, there's yeah. there's um, there's live football every single night, which is great for football lovers. Um, the, the only um, strange thing is, is that I, I keep saying, um, and I, I feel I keep repeating myself, it's not the same with fans not in the stadium. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'll be honest with you, if I was a player, I would struggle. I enjoyed the whether fans were cheering you, cheering you or, or getting on your back. I enjoyed that side. Of it so. I give a lot of respect to the players. Um, it must have been difficult. I know they'll get used to it now, but the first maybe month or so must have been um, strange for them. John, it's a season like no other. Yeah. Uh, how would you have been, do you think, playing? Because you fed off the fans. Fed off the fans, you know, you you feed off um, the atmosphere, especially the grounds that we played at. It was 60,000 at Celtic Park every single week, you know, for the home games and... And it was an absolute privilege to go out there and perform and score and get all that adulation and the crowd singing your name. It, you know, these are the memories I take from from playing for Celtic for, for the five and a half seasons I was there. So, listen, football is all about the fans. Yep. It's all about the fans. And the players, as Barry said, they deserve an awful lot of credit. You know, there's no fans there. They have, they have to create the atmosphere, if you like. And it can't it can't be easy. It's it's it's, it's sort of uh, quite well, strange in a way, isn't it? You're but, watching that goal there on Rangers TV, the rerun of the Ryan Kent. Yeah. And can you imagine the atmosphere with fifty four thousand? Particularly today, yeah. Yeah. the team that could be possibly the goal that wins yeah. them the league. You yeah. know, I know they're going to win the league anyway, yeah. but that eventually that 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 is the goal that actually gives them the three points. And uh, it, it would have been magnificent both for the player and the supporters. But we are where we are. Let's hopefully that um, you know everybody will get the vaccine and we can move forward and get out of the you know the COVID nineteen and you know hopefully we can have fans not too not too far in the distant future you know for sure 
Yeah, the place would be absolute bouncing. Rocking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there, there, there's no doubt about it. And that's the only sad thing when they score a goal. You want to go away and celebrate f- with the most important people for me is the fans. They, they make football. Um, so the atmosphere would have been absolute electric inside that place. But listen, it's the way it is. Obviously, we've got the, this um, serious virus going about. But hopefully, sooner rather than later, when the vaccine starts to kick in, the most impo- important people will be back in the grounds and that's the fans. Aberdeen Hamilton are at nil nil. Motherwell one up and Livingston. They're all pretty much in a knife edge, apart from at Ibrox. Ross County and Killy are one one, and St Johnson one up and Hebs. Guys, St Johnson, yeah, they are in a run. Uh, Callum Davidson doing well. We'll speak about them in the second half. Rangers two, St Mirren nil. Any worries at all? The Goldson injury. Would he make a change at half time? Maybe. I don't think he'll want to take a risk, Paul. If, yeah. if Goldson's um, feeling it. Um... I would, I would just go and substitute and bring Balogun, Balogun. on because you've got a great replacement I think Balogun's been a, a really good signing for Rangers he's, he's come in and every time he's played he's done a really good job so I'm sure the manager won't risk um, Golson as we spoke earlier he's a big player for Rangers he's an important player for Rangers and this season has been probably his best season he's had Looking at the Morelis goal yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like it's a cross shot um, it's not hit with great power but it's a really good run really well timed run got away from the defender down the side and then I just think he's trying to turn it back in he's mm. turning it back into the six yard box and it's beat the keeper and it's ended up hitting the side netting near the back post so listen Morelos will say it was a shot but of course he would he's a set forward <laughs> he, he thrives and lives on goals but uh, I just think maybe as well he's just trying to turn it back into that danger area we're going to look at some of the things that have happened. Uh, once Rangers have won it, and it looks as though they win this afternoon, things that have changed in the 10 years since they last won the title are some of the things that have happened. Remember the Commonwealth Games in 2014, Andy Murray winning at Wimbledon. That was 2013, wasn't it? We'll never forget that moment when uh, Andy Murray there uh, won Wimbledon for the first time. It's so many struggles with injuries. Yep. It's so, what a shame, isn't it? It is he a was shame. world number one. Yep. yep, he was absolutely flying. And, um, was it a hip injury? Yeah, he had to get. He, he suffered the last two or yep. three years with that, and he, he's never got back to um, his best, has he? We'll talk about that just after this. Coming up after the break, it's the second half. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. 